You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's May the 4th, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, uh, you know, as I was trying to figure out how to get May the 4th, the Star Wars May the 4th be with you and Dory and Joe's May the 4th, 2017, I just couldn't do it. It tongue tied me. Tomorrow, <laughs> and the Cinco de Mayo, which will give me the perfect excuse for it. <laughs> How you doing, Dave? I am doing fantastic. How are you, Jim? I'm pretty good. It's been a long, long, and uh, oddly busy week. Um, you know those weeks where you know you can have like two or three normal weeks where nothing much happens. You, your job is normal, and then suddenly you get this one week where everything goes gangbusters or it all falls apart or 10 people want like, um, uh, uh proposals all at the same time, you know? Yep. Yep. And you know what? You can't really complain about that problem. No, really I mean, can, you know, but problem certainly, but like, you know, when, when it rains, it pours and then it comes down like a dulge and then you get all stressed out. Right. Yep. And that's when the crazies happen, Dave. That's for the crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, luckily, it was a pretty sane week in the search world itself. Uh, a lot of stuff went down. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of common sense stuff to talk about. Yeah, uh, I agree. Okay. I thought, that was, I thought that was studio breaking in for a sec. Um. Did you take part in the 10 concerts I've been to, one of them's a lie, meme? I, I, I did not. <laughs> well, lucky you. You and I might be the only only people on Facebook who didn't actually take part in that. Um, I did because, I just, honestly, last week I didn't have time to write out a list of 10 concerts I might have been to. Um, but if I had, and if you had, Without knowing so, you might have been giving, um, well, cyber criminals, um, fisher, fishers of sorts, a uh, sort of like a little access way into your cranium, into your brain, into the place that makes up your passwords. As mm-hmm. it turns out, um, the uh, cybersecurity experts are warning people, don't take part in stuff like that, the the the. the Please check out all this trivial information about myself, contests, memes, or competitions that happen out there that seemingly spontaneously happen, because they're most likely 
well, they're most likely some jerk trying to figure out um, your password. You're trying to figure out personal information about you, just the right information they need to, I don't know, take all your money or something. Right. Right. That makes sense. And you get people accustomed to that and it'll be like, here's 10 questions and you get them five in. It's all of a sudden, what's your mother's maiden name? What color was your first car? Right. <laughs> the typical, uh, uh, yeah. Typical banking or ISP or whatever questions. Right. Yeah. But I mean, how many passwords do you think you have at this point in your life? Oh, Dozens? Oh, I, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dozens gets to be an awful lot when you multiply by five or more, like five dozen, six dozen, seven dozen. Yeah. Um, I have high dozens of passwords. I have them actually written down on scraps of paper all around my desk. <laughs> little, little pieces of note, little notepads in, uh, in my computer in every one of my client files, um, which is probably a stupid place to store them. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's what I do. What I don't do is take part in what are probably cyber phishing uh, expeditions. Um, but it, who would I didn't even think of that when I when I first saw it came up. I honestly I probably would have done that, but I didn't have time to you know sort of brag about seeing the exploited back in 1988. Right, right, yeah, and that sort of crossed my radar, and I went okay. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I don't know, like uh, Jim Boykin did it. Uh, and I mean, I, I can't tell with that guy. Like that, you know. Grateful Dead. For Blinken, it wasn't. It wasn't like seeing the Grateful Dead. It was which Grateful Dead concert he's seen. Yeah, the one, the one in like you know Tennessee, the one in Florida, that one in Florida that everyone remembers. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. Um, so yeah, his was was kind of entertaining from that one because I'm like, okay, any one of these is awesome. So I don't know which one. <laughs> like, I was waiting to find like a a smart aleck one, like Nickelback, right? Like tossed in or something. <laughs> Just uh, all right. Well, that was Brett Payne's. That was totally <laughs> no. Either that's Brett Payne's joke or it's his password. I'm not sure which. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brett. <laughs> Big Wada. It's hard to forget. All right. Um, now, what to now with that with that good uh, good and solid warning and reminder to people that there is more ways to get your information than you might see. Well, <laughs> with, uh, where would you like to go? One one bit of housekeeping. Last week we reported on a massive surge in reported. Oh, I'm sorry, a, a massive lack of uh, suddenly Google had stopped reporting traffic to AMP pages mm -hmm. in uh, Google Analytics. Just want to note that if you're still seeing weirdness there, there's still weirdness there. There's nothing new to report. Um, from Google that we've got this fixed, and I haven't seen any major changes in Google Analytics. How about you? No, I'm in exactly the same boat. Uh, and it's funny you'd think this one would be right up their alley of stuff they're going to put a lot of brain power into fixing pretty fast since they keep pumping out, but there we are. Yep. So, if you're seeing stuff out there in Radio Land, like, you know, sweat it, of course, but don't sweat it too much, because chances are everybody else is seeing the same problem, um, and uh, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do we go to? Okay, so, there was a uh, Jen Slag over the SEM Post uh, reported a conversation here, her and Gary Eyes were having. Um, she writes to Gary, and for have asked Jen, um, does linking to a 404, will that get the linking page demoted in Google? Now, it's funny, because like when you come across a page uh, on a client site that links to uh, a page that no longer exists, you want to clean it up, right? Just, just instinctively, yes. And it's just a good <laughs> housekeeping thing to do, right? But like, yep. according to, to Gary Eisen and, and just common sense and logic, Google does not penalize uh, a web page or has gone 404. And uh, I mean, an obvious why is obvious, right? Because every page on the web will eventually go 404, right? Right. So if you, you know, if you link to a page that goes 404, it's probably not your fault as the uh, as as the webmaster or the business owner. 
But if your pages do go to 404s, you should probably clean them up because, you know, it's just good housekeeping. Yeah. And you know what? A tool we've talked about, it's free, folks. Just pick up Xenu, X-E-N-U, just grab it. The thing is ugly as sin. And when you see the page that you're going to find it on, it works like a charm. Absolutely. and it'll check your site and, and, and find, you know what, I mean, it, it ends up leading to a lot of work. I know you've probably run it too, going, oh, let's see if we've got a few broken links. Oh, there we yeah. are, because it's finding all sorts of stuff you wouldn't necessarily even think of as a broken link. But, uh, yeah, do it. Oh, get it done. It may not hurt your rankings, but it does now, hurt your visit. It is worth saying, overall, and I, I can't that on this one, which a whole bunch of SEO is actually just go with your gut. But it stands to reason that cleaning up uh, links to four, two pages that no longer exist, be they 404 or 410 or whatever, um, it stands to reason that if you take care of those, you will have an overall higher site quality, which should, which should help bolster or maintain already strong rankings on a site authority you know, from a site, site authority standpoint, which in the long run helps all the pages. But you won't lose rank on one specific page if it itself links to a 404. Right. And, and you're right. I mean, you, you bring up a really, really good point. Yeah. ...is probably technically accurate. Well, you know what? I can virtually guarantee it's technically accurate. That, yes, your page won't be damaged for linking to a 404. But, <laughs> um, yeah, if, if it goes now through to a, to a good solid page, that time between the person who clicked on your search result and landed at your site to the next time that person is back at Google again is extended because now they're distracted on somebody else's site, right? So you're, you're improving those, those time on site, or I guess, you know, I view it more as like time between queries, right? Like rather than a, it's my site you know, that time between being on Google, going out, leaving Google, and then coming back. Um, so if you can extend that out, you know, that's going to, that has to be a positive signal because that's one of the only things they can, they can measure globally because people don't have Google Analytics on their sites, right? Like there are people who... So, I mean, that's, that's my opinion anyway. You're right. You got to go with your gut, but... Not to prove what Dave or I just said, but... Um... We're both we're both like you know two old SEOs. We've been doing this for a while, and you know, often the 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 the, the statements that stand to reason. It's not something you want to like bet the farm on if you're at like an SEO trivia contest, but you know if it doesn't take too much time. It's generally worth doing because if you do improve the user experience, you are going to improve the overall impression and the overall authority of the website, which brings us to the next subject I kind of want to talk about. And we'll have to talk about this when we get back from break, but it was an an article that Danny Sullivan published over at uh, Search Engine Land yesterday on uh, on May 3rd, how Google assesses the authority of any given web page. Looking forward to it. Yep. So um, it's about 20, you know what? I want to wait two minutes before we go to break. I don't want to take this art. I don't want to take this tackle this article yet because there's a it's there's a lot of meat in here so i don't want to uh dive on it yet but is there one thing we got that we can talk about real quick sure sure there is um announced uh, just a couple days ago uh more they're referring to it as more advertising for mobile web but until now it's been against the adsense um system or, or you know terms of service to have a um 300 by 250 ad above the fold on mobile devices uh, Google's lifted that. You can now put a 300 by 250 ad above the fold. <laughs> I think it's a horrible move. They said there's ways to do it that don't negatively impact the user. I don't know how. <laughs> because between the logo and the ad, all right, what do I got? Like enough room maybe for half of the title to appear, right? But anyway, they locate it. So if you're an AdSense publisher on mobile, you can now jam that ad in above the fold. There you go. So, what was it? 300 by 180? 300 by 250. 300 by 250. That's actually, that's a, that, that's a lot of room in a mobile yeah. ad. That's, that's basically taking up the entire middle of the screen for a bit. Yep. 
Go for it, Fred. Now, if you can do that without ticking me off or without, by allowing, you know, oh, God, who is it? I think it's Slate Magazine has these abs that are just about that size, and it makes it hard to scroll above and below the advertisement itself. Drives me crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, so don't, if you're making an ad, don't do that, because I'm, 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 I'm kind of, like, less likely to read one of those articles, because it drives me that crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, friends, we're going to be back in a couple of minutes here on Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It's the uh, 4th of May, 2017. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on Cranberry Radio. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology during Cranberry.fm. It is the 4th of May, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Geekstock Internet Marketing. And, uh, so yeah, I want to talk about this article that uh, Danny published, Danny Sullivan published, over at Search Engine Land. It was published yesterday. Uh, how Google assesses the authority of web pages. Now, that might surprise you, Dave, but apparently Google uses over 200 factors to do this. Whoa. And uh, it also might surprise listeners who weren't around, but uh, in the beginning, there was one factor. It was called page rank. When Google... Like, 1998 uh, to 2000 to 2001 era. Um, it used one major factor, and that was page rank, and that was uh, you know a calculation of the value of uh, links coming into a page from uh, numerous different sources. Often a fairly rudimentary calculation. They who have the most citations wins. Um, obviously, over time, add to. Uh, from 2003 onwards, Google had to suss out the value of every individual page inside of its uh, inside of its index before it could give the figure out the value of a link, and that brought us to the present day, where um, you know links are links are still at least half the battle in SEO. W- would you agree? I would. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the major factors. Yeah, I mean, people, people, people are saying content is king, content is king, content is king. But yeah, that, that's true. But the real king is the relationship between content on one page and content on another, um, and as expressed by that link. Um, 
so Google looks at all pages in its index and applies an authority, a weight to it. Mm -hmm. And that weight determines the value of a link from that page from page A to page, to any other page in uh, in Google's index. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how does Google uh, assess the authority of any given page? How does that affect that page's ranking itself? And how does that affect the value of a link from uh, those pages? It's a great article, totally worth reading. Google, unfortunately, it doesn't give you a heck of a lot of specifics. It doesn't tell you that um, this, this, and that are the factors. But what it does do is it the article opens uh, opens a number of uh, one of the better words clues or for people who've been in the game for for a while it reminds you about stuff that you've read <laughs> over the last like, <laughs> dozen or so years. Um, it does mention certain items, certain things like you know content, uh, uh, where the link is, uh, what quality, what quality raters think of the of the page, all that as authority factors. Um, and also note something that we're going to want to talk about later on in the show. Something that is not an authority factor, um, right? Um, what do you think? What are what would you reckon? Uh, is important to you when you're thinking about signals uh, that, that 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 tell Google that this content or this page is authoritative. Um, I mean, obviously there is the content, but my number one right now, I mean, because we can all produce good content, right? Or or we can hire somebody to produce good content if we're not a good writer, right? So let's just count that as a more or less level playing field, unless you come up with something totally unique, right? Or or first in, and so you own it. Like you look at the Moz's, um, you know, update, uh, Google update history, right? Like they were first in to do it and they owned it, right? And, and they still do. And it's a, it's a, it's a good diet and they'll, they'll keep owning it because they keep it ever fresh. Right. So, so that's fine. So they'll, they'll kind of own that and, and a bunch of queries around it, but more or less in any given niche, we can all kind of produce some good content if we're talking about some of the main phrases. So what's the, what's the leveling factor after that? It has to be links. And, and, and we got to count, just for you know for listeners to understand what i mean by that um mary here was working on um, one of our client sites and completely redeveloped their homepage. put a lot of the links to some core specialty areas that they had uh, front and center on the homepage. pulled them out of the nav and put them front and center in big tiles with with text on them um on you know in the main area not only did the balance rate go down which were you know that'll be great it dropped by like 20 percent on the homepage, mm -hmm. but the rankings of these specialties so i had the i did the exact same thing on a client side of mine um they had this movie running at the very beginning of the page mm -hmm. so the first thing you saw was this this 30 second google film google uh, youtube movie um, their navigation uh, appeared just above the movie. Nobody gave a damn because they were all concentrating, looking in the middle of the screen, so they didn't see the top level nav. Right. So I just put a you know layer of text over that movie, made that layer of text links to the main main value propositions in the website. Sudden turnaround. So yeah, I can attest that works. See, and you know what? I think we both were both talking about the same thing here. And let, I think it's worth noting for our visitors both times. And I don't think this is a coincidence. And we can talk about rank. As well. It didn't negatively impact them, but it put our messaging, the messaging we're trying to get more clear to them to help them fulfill their intent on our sites. In both cases, we saw positive ranking improvement. So we're aiding the visitors in understanding our intent and both times in both cases. I mean, that's, that's hardly a conclusive, you know, it's two tests, but in, in, in both cases, what we're seeing is us catering to the user and, and, and all of a sudden getting a, getting a positive bump or, or reward organically from Google for it. Well, you know, it, it, you know uh, webmaster quality guidelines or what used to be called the webmaster quality guidelines because they're actually quite different now than they were before mm -hmm. now they're uh, 
they're actually quite thin. And um, the basic rules, here's, you know, I obviously want well, to let's look up some of these signals so we could just, you know, send them straight up on the on the air, straight up from Google, huh? Yeah. Well, schools have got four points. <laughs> uh, number one, make your pages primarily for users. Make it easy for users to do what they got to do. Don't deceive people. Avoid tricks intended to improve search rankings. Um, and think about what makes your website unique. Those are the things. You know, automatically generated content, link schemes, uh, crap pages with little or no original content, cloaking, seeking redirects, hidden text or links, doorway pages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's a whole bunch more Google doesn't doesn't want you to specifically doesn't want you to do than what Google specifically wants you to do, aside from make information open to users and uh, be cool about it. You know, and I'm relieved by this, and I think you are too. And they've been saying a lot for years, and we watched them successful more or less in this area in links, and now we're seeing it in in, in website structures and, and designs. For years, Google was saying, and I'm when I say years, I mean basically since you and I, well, you started ahead of me, but since you and I were build for the user, don't build links, build links for the user, right? Or links will just happen or build great content and links will happen. It seems they're finally catching up, right? Like they kind of years back with links and going, okay, we are able to clear out the crap <laughs> and only count the, the actual, you know, really good stuff. And now they appear to be rewarding people who are actually building for the visitor, right? Like, was that not one of the most frustrating times where it's like, no, don't build links, just build great content and let people know about it or just design for the user. That's going to work. And then when you tried, you. Being by some keyword stuff, crappy page with 5,000 links from like Russian porn sites or something, right? Like, it, was just, it wasn't. It didn't work. Um, it appears they finally are starting to get that really, really nailed down, and uh, well, which is great for everybody, including me as a, a searcher and user of the web. Except for the ones that involve Russian porn sites, because my brain keeps getting distracted. <laughs> well played. Yeah. Um, just can't seem to think straight when it comes across that Russian porn. Um, starts arguing with itself. Okay, where are we going next? Um, I just want I just wanted to, to get in that article by Danny on uh, you know what makes a page authoritative and get SEOs thinking about creating like authoritative. It's not in the content. I mean, the content's important, but it's in all the stuff you do around the content. Yeah. What else do we got? Hey, they're probably cheating at it, but did you know that Ashley Madison is back in Google rankings again? <laughs> I didn't know that until you let me. Well, uh, now you know. Yeah. Now I know. Aren't we? Are, isn't the world a better place? Uh, I, I suppose it is. <laughs> Apparently, Ashley Madison is headquartered about a quarter mile down the road from me. Oh, so I you. might actually just go down there and ask them if the world is now a better place for them or not. <laughs> um, it, honestly, North York, North York, Ontario, just down the road from me. Yeah, that so, isn't far from you, is it? Nope. So, um... Are you running any? Are any of your the, the 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 websites in the in the stable of sites that you're responsible for still HTTP, not HTTPS? Yes. Okay. Now, <laughs> do any of those sites have a search box or a uh, user a user uh, uh, a user information form? On you know what? There, there's there's a whole big niche that I'm going to go. Folks, I, I, I'm working on a solution, and I'll let you know when it happens. Because there's, if if you're running sales uh, real estate sales site, yeah. most of the providers will not provide the images. If you're if you're if you're pulling the feeds from MLS, the images themselves can't be pulled via HTTPS. Oh my! Huh. Yeah, I, I know. Um, and if you look, go, go to any given real estate site, other than the ones that are actually running their own systems. Like go to any you know given real estate agent, and you're going to find <laughs> that 
Nine times out of ten, they're an HTTP, not HTTPS. And it's because of this problem. Anyway, I, I've, I've been ranting and, and trying to work with, and I won't name them by name because they are trying to work on this. So at least they're trying to work on it. Um, but with one of the one of the providers to go, uh, you know, and it's going to help a lot of people, but I just really care about my client. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, if, your client is pulling, if your client's pulling from a common database that everybody else in the industry is pulling from, and that database itself cannot serve images into an HTTPS environment, it ain't your client's fault. Oh, no, and the client knows that, and they're not blaming me either, but I've been on them literally since last March, like yeah. 2016. Um, you got to do this. No, we can't. But you've you've got to do that. No, we can't. Well, we're kind of working on it, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, today I just sent them exactly the story you're about to talk about, and I sent them the link going, you have a week to tell me yes, or we're coming up with a new solution with a different provider. <laughs> so, um, so go ahead. What 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 is the big news coming up? That uh, well, I guess you you sort of touched on it about forms, but this is mission critical for people. Google's been threatening to do something like this for the longest time, and now they're saying in October that okay. So if 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 you have a, a website that is not uh, secured, it's 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 still straight HTTP, and you're running a search box or you have a uh, a form that will take user information in it. Chrome browsers are going to uh, show um, a little warning that your site is not secure. Google says it's going to be happening as of October. Um, I don't, I mean, like, Dave, you might have the most trustworthy clients on Earth, but I don't know how a user is going to feel when they see the your, your, your client's website and the little warning not secure beside them. They may totally yeah. trust these guys, but they're not going to feel comfortable giving them information anymore, are they? No, no, that's the thing that to, to me is it's just like this is just one hurdle you do not need. Um, you know, I'm looking at a client in real estate going, well, especially for you, because these are people about to drop, a, you know, sometimes a few million dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Nope. Well, this is they the don't need to see real estate. Um, and a concern to me, of course, when we're dealing with that, do is if they see it on mine and then realize the whole sectors like that. Well, maybe I was the person that taught them the whole sectors like that. And now they've moved on to fill in the form on somebody else's right? <laughs> because they bypassed, you know, our client because we outrank them, right? So it may actually behoove me to be higher ranked because it'll take them a few to figure out this is just how it goes. Uh, so. Yeah, one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. But uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 a big one. If you're not an HD, you're like it, the messaging is clear here, right? I mean, they told us in their initial thing, their push is to get the warning out to everybody. Now, basically, if you have a contact form, you better do it. Well, you <laughs> so, yeah, or 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 you're gonna look stupid in the SERPs, man. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we, we'd hate to see something happen to your like good reputation or something, eh? <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Get it done. Or your uh, client is just going to look at you funny. Yep. Okay, here's another one. You don't know why. Well, I guess I guess we do know why they have to publish it, because there's a whole bunch of articles that are all about optimizing for it. But um, John Mueller and Barry Schwartz would like to offer a friendly reminder that Rank Brain has little to do with rankings. There's been a number of articles about how to optimize for rank brain. Um, I think we, you know, we, we might have even talked about it a couple of weeks ago on on this show. Mm-hmm. Well, thing is, rank brain is all about um, search queries, figuring out the meaning and the intent of search queries. It's not actually about the meaning intent of phrases on a web page. It's about what the searcher was looking for, not necessarily what the webmaster was offering the searcher. So it's kind of hard to optimize for rank brain because it wasn't for optimization purposes in the first place. Now, I'm not sure I agree with that statement. That's the problem with, with me making that statement. But this, this is what, like, Barry and uh, John Mueller are saying. Yeah, they are. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with the statement, though. I, I completely don't, and and I think of this as a case. And once again, they're probably right if you want to look technically, because I think when we come, we 
you know, the English language, every language for that matter, is built such that it has, you know, there Merriam Webster who's defining exactly what a term means and then the way we actually use words. <laughs> well, people will use the word funner. It's not a word, right? And then, you know, that's, that's fine. But when I say optimize for rank brain, I don't mean rank brain is a specific signal, which is, I think, what they're answering. You can't optimize for rank brain. It's not a signal. No, that's true. But if you understand what rank brain is doing, <laughs> then you can now optimize your pages to take into account what it's doing. And to use a, a good example, and I'm not the first to come up with this, Rand Fishkin did a, did a great piece on, quote unquote, optimizing for um, rank brain during one of his Whiteboard Fridays, Netflix. I'm searching up, you know, top TV shows on Netflix. Okay, that's great. Rank brain comes in, tries to analyze this this query. It's not actually adjusting it's not a signal that's being adjusted you know according to rand but i i completely agree with him on this one it's just adjusting the weighting of the signals ah they want the top tv shows links aren't the most important thing because dude doesn't want you know a, a ranking from two years ago that happens to have a lot of links talking about the top shows on netflix because it's two years old so okay freshness is more important in this case right so it's an adjustment of signals but it's not a signal so you can't optimize for it. But understanding that freshness is the key factor here <laughs> and, and an overall maybe global relevancy of your site to, to talking about Netflix or, or TV shows or movies or whatnot, that understanding what the factors are is going to help you optimize your entire site to rank for it. You're just not ranking for it as a signal. So they're kind of right. But I think it's, it's quite misleading. But going to what John had said, and you're right, and, and you know, if optimizing for rank brain equals make a site great, it seems to me that rank brain part is irrelevant. Uh, well, okay, yeah, we can go with that making websites great again kind of kind of approach to this, and, and that kind of does work. Well, I know, um, I know, in talking to and talking to my clients and talking about you know content creation and stuff. In the context of, and then ever since, ever since Rank Brain um, and the the sort of deconstruct of query, um, I've talked about the necessity to phrase a dozen questions in your head and find a way to answer all of those questions with every sentence. Um, how do we know what? How do we know how to optimize for these keywords now, Jim? Well, we don't. What we do do is use these keywords as a guideline to base um, questions that the search user might be using on, and we write around that. Right. Um, and that was directly influenced by the by the evolution, as 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 I understand it, of Rank Brain. So yeah, you can't optimize for it directly, but knowing, as you say, Dave, knowing how it functions, you optimize around what we assume it's doing with any given query indeed okay on that we got message from studio we're taking a break here so friends we're gonna we're gonna take a, a, a quick commercial break here on webcology on cranberry.fm this is jim hedger from digital Always media dave davies from beatsock internet marketing stick around we're back after this message Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts, 
we help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at cranberry.fm. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is May the 4th, 2017. It's Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We are rounding out the hour. And um, yeah, we're rounding out the hour. <laughs> I'm not sure where we're going. Um, we talked about Rank Brain a few moments ago. Uh, a, here's a fun one. The uh, I don't know how I'm going to use this in my practice, but... Um, I know you you got a lot of stuff in travel and tourism, Dave. Yeah. Um, Google hotel reviews and uh, rating by uh, by different traveler type. That's kind of cool. That is very very cool. Um, yeah. Don't tell us what what is it. Okay. Well, from what I can see, you're the you're the one who turned me on to the story. So let's let's see this is how fast Jim is on the uptake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, it seems that Google is testing out uh, new listings for uh, for hotels. So the example here that is used in the um, article Dave sent me is the, is the gorgeous Chateau Frontenac in uh, Quebec City, uh, Quebec. Depending on the type of traveler, business traveler, tourist, uh, tourist with kids, honeymooner, etc., you know, the, the, the different traveler has different needs out of any given hotel. And so the review they see should, you know, feature different types of information. Um, I'm a business traveler. I tend not to travel um, for, for fun or for pleasure. I tend to travel for business. So I'm more likely to see a review of a hotel with business amenities. Um reviews from other business persons than I am to see reviews about the children's area or the children's waiting pool because as a business traveler I want to be as as far away from the children's waiting pool as I possibly can be because <laughs> um, you know they drive me crazy and that only leads to like criminal charges um, but you can't drown them anymore Dave it's not the 70s <laughs> Except you used to drown them and just like bury them out back of the hotel. You can't do that anymore. No, I know they found. Um, no, they catch you. They have video cameras everywhere. <laughs> so, as a business traveler, for the safety of everybody, I should not see reviews that um, talk about uh, things that will annoy me, like uh, kids' pools or uh, 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 Indy five hundred races. Um, and so Google would likely not show that to me because they know the type of traveler I am. But say I had a family, I'd want to know where the kids' school was. I want to know where the tourist attractions are. I'd want to know where the fun stuff is, and that would likely come up in uh, in my reviews. How's that? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and one of the things I really like too. I mean, there was there was a lot in the 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 piece over it on uh, for visitors who want to see a bunch of screenshots because it's not like he just happened to catch this, but. It's not deployed yet. It's on Alakov, A-L-A-K-O-V.com. Um, it's, it's over on his blog. Um, one of the things I thought was neat, too, is your ability to sort of, um, you know, compare different types of reviews where it'll have, you know, in, in the case of the Fairmont Le Chateau uh, Frontenac that you're, you're referring to, it gives it a 4.4, but then you can see couples have it at 4.5, families have it at 4.4, right? So, so it'd be interesting as, you know, in your case, as a business traveler, even, you know, if you saw, hey, this thing's rated super well, but, you know, not by business, but rated super highly by families. Well, yeah, you know, you don't want murder charges. So, you know, you, you need to avoid that. So being able to compare yourself with others, what excites me too, of course, is how much this, this just was the example the guy saw, how much 
this lends itself to other industries. Like if I'm looking to go out for dinner, um, you know, I want to see how things are rated in different things. I mean, seeing that it's rated four stars is great, but if, you know, it's all rated twos and threes at night and I'm planning, you know, a, a nice date night, um, you know, but, but their lunch is great. And so they've got a bunch of five stars at lunch. Well, you know, these are different things, right? So I, I think that as this deploys out more broadly, I, I think it's, it's, it's a fantastic feature that they're testing. Excellent. Um, and uh, you've been on, you've been on like in, in, in a business. Uh, I, I don't mean to harp on this, but it's so important that people know. <laughs> you ever been in like a, a, a business hotel and in, in an elevator, and one of those grubby little sticky fingered creatures pushes all the buttons, and you gotta go like to the bathroom. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Never okay. get on an elevator with Buddy the Elf, then. No, all right. no God, or or children. <laughs> Or me, if you have children. Okay, we're uh, we're around in the corner. We got about three minutes left. Um, one uh, story that came up this week. I thought she, you know, when's the last time you looked at your clout score? <laughs> when's the last you time know what? You... Just like just a little bit ago, but it's only because of the story you're about to talk about that it like. Oh right, I should check that. <laughs> do you do you do, oh, clout still publishes clout scores? Uh, apparently so. I don't know. I haven't looked at mine. Like before uh, that, it would have been many months. I don't even I know how many. I really should check to see where I'm at because like, I should be like uber influencer with the cr crap I've been up to. But anyway, <laughs> I haven't checked my own code score for it's got to be. I, I, I'll bet you it's over a year since I, since I bought a checker. Mm -hmm. um, so why am I looking at this Bill Slosky write-up of a patent that Google um, is chasing after? to basically start publishing social media influence scores. Like, um, haven't they introduced enough products that nobody pays attention to? <laughs> I think in this case, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I think in this case, what they're looking at, if, if, I, if I have to guess from, from what Bill's saying, admittedly, I haven't read the patent itself, um, is they're going to be assigning basically a, a, a personal influencer score. And yes, it, it is, he put it akin to clout, but it, and it, it sort of is, but it would be Google's own. Um, I see it more in regards to how it will influence the weighting of things like my reviews or influence the content I'm publishing as opposed to them publishing metrics. But yes, you might be able to get it like you could get PageRank, but PageRank wasn't there for a metrics purpose. PageRank was there to serve a function. Um, and I think that's what it's getting at. I think it's, a, it's, it's you know, we've seen this in other patents before, um, but I, I think he's, he's hit the nail on the head and reminding us all about Google is looking at this. Google is looking at influencers and that has to lend itself to social media in some way um, as well. So these are obviously on the radar as far as signals that they're looking at. They make sense. We've talked about it a bunch of times. So um, good reminder that, that this is coming up and, you know, even in the death of authorship there, they are going to figure out a way to make this matter. Well, yeah. And I, I think the only way this really works is this might sound completely counterintuitive, but if Google is going to be, and I can understand why they want to, if Google is going to be like um, trying to generate social media influence scores and trying to use those scores to, you know, sort of suss out the importance of a tweet from Jim Hedger or Dave Davies or um, uh, Donald J. Trump versus a tweet from anybody else um, or a link in a tweet or a link in a Facebook or whatever, the only way this actually works is if Google never lets people like us see these numbers <laughs> <laughs> like don't publish it keep it quiet because the because the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to screw with it we're yeah. going to screw with it bad and we're going to screw it up yeah. um or even worse it's going to screw us up yeah um it because this is the kind of thing that actually affects how the web evolves. This is this will affect how people write content if people know that these numbers exist and that um, Google is basing some judgment or another on them. 
What do you think? Should she go go publish this stuff or what? No, I, I agree. Like I was happy when that green bar finally went away. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just this thing that sat there that, that don't use it. And th- then they weren't updating it. Right. But it's, was, you were drawn to look at it anyway and put some value in it anyway. Like you kind of couldn't help, but be thinking about it even when you knew you shouldn't be. Um, so I think in this case, if they want it to still be relevant and important, they can't tell us <laughs> what it is. Yeah. And the thing is we can figure it out. And when we're figuring it out, we'll figure it out for the right reasons. We'll look, you know, I mean, I use the same tools, you know, you do and a lot of our listeners, right? Like you'll be in by the sumo or AHRS and you're looking for influencers. You're trying to find people to help you amplify your content. Well, yeah, just do that. <laughs> right? And you're, then you're doing it for the right reason. And it's probably going to get rewarded by Google, but you won't have this number that can be bought and sold. And, and that's where it all hit the fan. Um, and that reminds me, we're down to our last couple of minutes. Um, uh, 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 John Henshaw over at Raven. Big congrats. Yeah. Just making sure I've got all this right because you, you know me, I, I screw up names and forget stuff. John Henshaw, Raven Tools. John Henshaw, just like you know, didn't he just just sell Raven Tools? Yeah, that, yeah been... that is true. Congratulations, John. Yeah, um, I know. Like when 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 it said something couldn't happen to a nicer guy, often people are just saying that. This time we actually mean it. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he's still there for a couple of years. He, yeah. He's going to be working for them. So, um, I'm sorry, I don't have the full story. That just I just remembered that I really wanted to talk about this, but it actually happened a couple of weeks ago, so I don't have the the full story in front of me. But Raven Tools has been sold to another tool maker in the SEO industry. Raven Tools isn't going away; it's only going to get larger and more enhanced. But most importantly. Congratulations, John, um, a great character in the uh, search marketing world, good friend to uh, Cranberry Radio and to Webcology and uh, to Dave and, and I. So, John, congratulations. Indeed. We got to go now. We're out, we're out of time. Yep. Happens. It happens. So um, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Metric with Joey's Media. You've been listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm on the 4th of May, 2017. Friends, stick around Cranberry. Great content coming up after the news. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 